we'll keep going and uh, be getting to telecommunications now with the uh, 5G networks, uh, which is a fast emerging licensed telecommunications carrier across uh, Australia. Joe DeMays, the CEO, joins us now to explain how the company's plan, how the company plans uh, to become Australia's uh, partner of choice for unifying a, a seamless digital experience. Uh, Joe, I can see that uh, it's been a busy, uh, a busy year for you um, with acquisitions, organic growth, and uh, sort of uh, quite happening, quite a lot happening on the corporate front. Um, you've got the controls now, so um, it's over to you. No, I think thank you very much, Warwick, and thank you, Reach Markets, for having having me here. And hello, everyone. Um, yes, 5G Networks is um, is a licensed telecommunications carrier. We we listed in uh, November 2017, and we've done a a number of acquisitions. Uh, I just want to talk briefly about the uh, the Saints. They were based down at uh, Seaford, and they moved their training ground back to back to Moorabbin for uh, for all the um, the Victorian or AFL lovers out there. Um, we basically provided uh, a whole lot of new infrastructure for the Saints to really take them into the digital age. So that was down to some of their networking equipment. Uh, we gave them a brand new uh, phone system, allowed them to be able to. I guess scale up and down their, their, their phone requirements and, and calls depending on when they're doing membership drives and provide them with a lot of tech and uh, for on-field reviewing, uh, I guess, um, you know, what's happening on the ground during the game, uh, but also the storage of that uh, storage of that content, that video files that they break up that, you know, they may break down for the, uh, for the individual players. So uh, exciting project and um, it's sort of, I'll talk more about our products and offering, but that's, that's a solution where we provide them with the internet, we're providing with sort of some cloud storage, some telephony and some hardware and software and we help them uh, set all that up. Uh, um, so if I just talk about our journey and, um, and, and, and how we, we started, as I said, we listed in, uh, in November, uh, November 2017. Uh, this is the third uh, telco listing I've been involved in. So I was involved in UECOM, which was a... Uh, one of the first fibre providers when the telco sector was deregulated back in back in 2000, and then a, another wireless broadband provider, access providers, uh, in 2000, 2000 uh, 2004. Uh, so both two listed telcos. So been around, been in this space before, been able to uh, grab a few old workmates and um, and get the bit of the band back together. And uh, you know that no, that, that that's great in the sense you can hit the ground running, and everyone knows. Um, how each other operates, you know their skill sets, and uh, and um, and one of the one of the key ones is uh, Gary White, who's the our sales director, and he was involved with uh, UECOM and its its significant growth. Um, so when we listed, we acquired a small um, managed IT solutions guy uh, uh, company in Melbourne. So basically, managed IT sort of stands for for warm bodies going out to site and and fixing corporate clients' as technical requirements. So it might be a server that's had a power supply fail or a storage disk has failed or make sure that the, the patching and all the updates are working and that there's no sort of on-site technical requirements. So we provide those warm bodies out on site. Some of them, uh, some of those, some of those, uh, those uh, employees are embedded in the companies or, and we also provide that remote support. So, so now we're offering this, this MIT service, um, also providing our own private cloud solution and we're providing networks through, uh, through third party. So I, I guess over time we've seen telcos do the traditional networking piece. Uh, we see this real convergence of the MIT component, uh, the private cloud solution and networks all coming together 
so that you've got one-stop shop for uh, any any breaks that, that happen or or any um, questions or you know failures that might have within the within your IT environment within that corporate office. You've got one place to call and um, and we can resolve the issue. So so in um, <clears throat> we did that acquisition then in March 18 we acquired another company called Aptal which was another managed voice and um, a networking company. They had some small amount of cloud infrastructure, so still Melbourne based, um, and that grew us to you know, 35 staff and, and sort of 11, 12 million of revenue annualised. Uh, then in in August 2018, uh, we acquired Anatol and Hostworks. Now these were two uh, subsidiaries of Telco in a Box, which is a public listed company, and these two businesses really focused on the direct um, on the direct market that that. Uh, Hostworks had a lot of government and high-end corporate clients, you know, top ASX 100 type clients are hosting complex websites that, um, you know, some of the some of those uh, online businesses, you know, that that's their bread and butter and that's all they've got to survive on. So that, you know, that they're critical uh, applications that are running in those cloud environments. Picked up some government clients as well. And then the Enetel part of the business was, again, more of these um, warm bodies going out on the site to to fix the client's IT requirements. Uh, 12 offices around Australia, so we're a, a fully national business now, and we quickly grow from grow from 35 staff to, to just on 200 staff at the moment. Um, we, we bolted on about 40 million of revenue, so got it to that sort of 50 million uh, revenue mark, and you know our EBITDA was about 6.3% last year, uh, and that's growing to around 12% in, um, in FY20. Over the last 12 months, uh, we've continued acquisitions um, and they've been around the data centre space. So we're spending $4 million a year in data centre space. There was a number of small, smaller strategic data centres available in Melbourne and in um, and we purchased two in, two in Sydney. And that allows us to recognise a number of synergies, but also in a corporate, in a corporate space, we see a lot of our, especially with COVID, a lot of our clients going, we want to move that server out of our corporate office. We want to put that server in a data center and then eventually we want to look to having a cloud-based solution because we don't want to be locked down or, or be able to have that, there's no flexibility to be able to scale up and down depending on how many users you've got. It certainly helps with remote working. Uh, so we've got a lot of clients at the moment who are exploring, you know, where do I go next? Um, it's something that we've been driving for quite a while to move to move their servers off-prem and put it into a data centre where we can manage and support that infrastructure. Um, but we think it's really going to speed up now. So that's sort of our data centre data center play. Um, if I go to so over 200 staff, as I said now, uh, just the next slide. So this really talks to our, our four main products. So we've built our own fibre network in Melbourne CBD and, and up to St Kilda Road. We've rolled out some fibre in um, in Sydney in Piermont, connecting our data centre to another data centre. We're about to roll out another 14 kilometres of fibre into the CBD of um, of Sydney, and so that's our, our fibre network. So you can sell unlimited amount of speed because it's a, a, a tube of glass that you shoot a light beam down. Uh, so it's very uh, scalable and it's got a longevity um, because it doesn't it just doesn't wear out. The the equipment on the ends change. Um, so we're continuing to roll out um, more fibre. We announced in our um, the latest, latest capital raise that we're going to roll out into Brisbane CBD and pick up a number of data centres there. We're going to expand our Sydney fibre to 
can connect up more data centres. Uh, Melbourne will connect up some additional data centres to expand the fibre network there. And we're going to then build a, um, a fibre network in Adelaide because we're quite strong in, uh, in Adelaide from a customer base. In the CBD, connect up a number of um, our data centres out at uh, our data centre there is in Kimber Park. And then we've got some clients around that area as well. So we spend um, somewhere in the range of sort of three to four million. Uh, we'll connect up about 67 data centres as a part of that um, a part of that rollout. And we think that that is where the real growth is going to be in the future is, is clients will want and corporates will want high-speed connectivity to a particular data centre. So in that data centre might be um, might be AWS, public cloud offering, might be they want a direct connection for Microsoft. They're running so many applications that they can't go to Microsoft over the internet anymore. They want to connect directly to them or Google um, or to it might be just for, for redundancy purposes, you know, backing up and, um, and disaster recovery between two critical servers they might have in multiple data centres. So we, we're really excited by the, uh, the network components and, um, and our expansion and and that uh, will really give us a, a good coverage of connecting up a lot of data centres across um, across Australia. Um, so as I said, we've got we've got three data centres: one in Melbourne, two in Sydney. We also rent a, a portion of a data centre in uh, in Adelaide, so 720 racks of capacity. We're running about 350 that we're utilising at the moment, so we've still got some plenty of capacity there. Our cloud infrastructure um, through upgrading and moving into our own data centre. We had to replicate some, some equipment. So we've got plenty of uh, cloud capacity. Uh, and it's, it's, what's interesting about these products is that the incremental margin is really strong. It's sort of 80 to 90 points of margin for, for every incremental customer. We put a new rack in and there's significant margin. We put a, a new customer onto our, um, onto our cloud environment and you know, we've got some software costs and that's it. The infrastructure is already there. So we've got plenty of, plenty of room to grow revenue uh, without incurring a lot of additional costs linked to that. Uh, as I said, the managed services is the, is the warm bodies going out on site and the clients we support. It's, it's really, uh, I guess, a bit of the glue that, uh, that holds these other services or drives these other services. Uh, it's represented by 80-odd you know, field staff who are... Um, across the country providing support for those clients. So um, when we look at uh, organic growth, uh, we want to upsell and cross-sell our customer base. So we've got 2,500 customers around Australia, mainly in that mid-market corporate, as I said, uh, mid-market corporate space. And so we want to sell them, we're selling them a network connection, we want to sell them you know, a cloud solution or put some infrastructure in our data centre. So that's our for organic Growth perspective. That's the uh, that's the focus is to offer additional services to those clients. They're, most of them are buying one service from us at the moment. We'd like to get that to sort of two and a half, three uh, services on average across the uh, across the market. From an acquisition perspective, uh, this is exactly what we're focused on: is how do we better utilise this infrastructure that we've got? We know that any growth is going to be high margin. So again, we're looking at acquisitions that might do you know, 10 million of revenue, they might be making 1 million EBITDA. We can buy, buy that company for four times EBITDA. Uh, so it might be two in cash and two in script, for example. But we know that we can move some of their racks into our data centre. We can move some of the infrastructure onto our cloud, uh, take over some of their network connections. And we're, with every acquisition, we're hoping to, to double that EBITDA. So it brings that um, acquisition cost down to two times rather than 
than four to four or five times. So that's the that's the strategy. It's filling and sweating the uh, the infrastructure. Um, if I just go down to our cloud federation, we're developing our own cloud solution that that really integrates and incorporates all your public cloud and our private cloud all in one location. So clients can move workloads and and applications and websites between public and private. They can they can back up from a from their public, they might be in the public cloud, they can back up to a private cloud where it's cheaper for us to offer that solution. So it really allows flexibility um, and some exciting stuff in the uh, in the pipeline for, for, for our, our cloud federation um, solution. Um, I'll just talk to uh, the results. So uh, obviously we're close to end of financial year, so we'll have some new results out shortly. But if we just do a comparison um, uh, uh, half on half from, from what we've reported recently. You know, we've seen a, a small uplift in, um, in networks. We got rid of some mobile services, so that growth would have been about uh, 20 point, 20%. Uh, mobile's not core for us. We're only re we're reselling someone else's, so we, so we exit that part of our business. Uh, data, as you've seen there, you know, 100% growth, about 60% of that, of that growth is through acquisitions and the 40% through organic growth, so we're very happy with that. Um, hardware and software, you can see there's been a decline. Hardware's a, a product we've moved away from. It's um, it's very competitive, it's low margin, and it's a one-off sale. We'd rather sell, rather than sell a corporate a, a $500,000 server, we'd rather sell them a cloud-based solution for, you know, 15 or 20 grand a month, um, and allows them to have a lot more flexibility, a lot more scalability. They don't have that one-off capex costs uh, and we get um, annuity revenue, which is really our, our driver for us is to really grow our annuity revenue. Represents about $40 million a year at the moment, so we want to really expand that. Uh, managed services, as I said, is the uh, managed IT or the, or the warm bodies. Uh, that's, that's really uh, linked to project work. Um, we have some we have an underlying amount, big chunk of that is, uh, is contracted, but the, uh, the ups and downs really linked to project work, so that's pretty steady uh, revenue stream. And then our cloud services, so this is probably the exciting part. We've, we've had, you know, 20% organic growth, which is fantastic. We're, we've got some, um, some bigger targets ahead for the sales guys for, for next year around the growth of that. But you can sort of see on this, on this graph off to the right, we've tried to replicate... Um, I guess talk through the, the gross margins. You can see there not only we've grown revenue by 1.2, but we've reduced our cost of goods sold by 1.1 million. So significant turnaround. A lot of that's driven, those synergies are driven by having our own data centres and consolidating and integrating uh, the number of acquisitions we've done to date. Um, and the rest is, um, the rest, our OPEX is, uh, is pretty steady. We've got a lot of internal projects we've been working on, a little bit of a downturn. With COVID, from um, you know clients not wanting us out on site as much, uh, that's starting to pick back up again. Um, but and we've seen some sort of hardware, uh, hardware-related sales increase, uh, especially when COVID first came out. With you know additional firewalls, clients wanting additional laptops, working from home, um, some reconfiguration of networks, increasing of sort of cloud capacity and, and network capacity to accommodate that, that, that new environment. Um, and I think, yeah, so, and we've spoke to the market about uh, 
what we see is our, our forecast this year is around that sort of 50 million of revenue, uh, 6 million EBITDA, excluding acquisition costs and, and, um, and option expenses. Um, and then that's um, a bit more about uh, our, our balance sheet and cash flow. So really strong operating cash flow um, for the business. Um, but yeah, we're really focused on acquisitions and, um, and growing our business through acquisitions as well as the, um, the organic growth. That's, uh, that's about it for me, Warwick. I'll answer some questions if you want. Yeah, very, very good. Thanks, uh, thanks for that, Joe. Uh, exciting things in the works there indeed. Um, just on the acquisitions, um, any, obviously, you know, not letting anything out the, out the bag, but um, what's, what's your feeling on, um, on the year to come? Yeah, look, you know, we, we, we expect to do uh, at least another acquisition this year. Um, we've got, um, you know, there's probably two or three that we're, we're heavily doing due diligence on and, and looking at. And what we're finding with the acquisitions is that sometimes the, the timing's not right for some of these some of these companies, private companies, to sell. So, um, you know, for various times they, they come back to you and, um, and, and re-engage. So, yeah, we're at three on the go at the moment with respect to... Uh, to certainly land one of them before the end of the calendar year, not the financial year. Yep, gotcha. Okay, um, the question that came in while you were on the uh, on the financials: uh, Will you be paying a dividend this year? Uh, I think that goes to the board in um, in August to uh, to make that decision. Uh, we paid a, a dividend last year of one cent. Uh, we did um, it did raise some eyebrows or ask some questions for microcap uh, paying a dividend. Um, Look, certainly one of the reasons for that was that we, you know, we're cash flow positive. We believe in the uh, the direction and growth of the business. Uh, and with one of the acquisitions we did, we actually acquired um, some franking credits. So about 1.2, 1.3 million of franking credits. So we were able to pass those on as fully frank dividends. And I think back at back uh, this time last year, the government was talking about, or if there was a change of government, getting rid of those those franking credits. Um, so we thought, well, we're cash flow positive um, and we've got these franking credits. We'll, uh, we'll look to pay to a dividend. Uh, I'll, be, I, I'll probably be voting in favour of a dividend, um, you know, this year. But, um, yeah, it's back to the board to, to make that decision. So we'll, we'll announce that uh, probably in, in August. Yep. Maybe just a, a final a question. It came in right at the uh, start of the presentation, so big picture. Um, who are your competitors and uh, why are you better than them? comes from Peter. <laughs> Very good. Um, look, it, it's an interesting sector. I mean, obviously in the, um, in the data centre space, you know, you're competing against the next DC or an Equinix. Um, they're really large, hyperscale data centre providers, so they always win the, the Google and the Amazons and and Microsoft sort of contracts. Um, you know, in the data centre space, we think we've got a competitive advantage. We're CBD-based. Our fibre connects into our data centres, so we can bundle in a bit of fibre with some rack space. Uh, and and sometimes clients want to be able to, you know, the clients want to be close to, um, you know, where their infrastructure is, not necessarily out um, in, the, in the sticks where some of these data centres are. So they're the sort of data centre providers, obviously, from a networking perspective, it's all your traditional telcos, Vocus, TPG, um, Telstra and Optus. Uh, and then on the on the MIT and um, and cloud, we I guess cloud, we're competing with, with public cloud. And then there's a number of private cloud providers, Macquarie Telecom, 
is a large uh, provider. Over the wire is very similar to us. They provide MIT, a bit bigger scale, but they provide MIT and, and cloud and, and networking solutions. Um, so it's sort of there's no one direct competitor and we've got a number of different markets. I think the benefit or the key is that we've got, you know, five or six different product offerings that a client, all clients need if they're in that, if they've got an IT requirement and we can bundle some of those in. So that what we see is a competitive advantage and we own the infrastructure. So um, that gives a bit of flexibility. Yep. Look, thanks very much for that. Um, very exciting and congrats so far on um, on the business progress. We'll um, we'll keep a close eye on that. No, thank you, Eric. Thank you, everyone.